When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back with another edition of your favorite Celtics blog. It's the Coffee Street Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Pavone, joined by my two co-hosts as usual. We got Joel right next to me. What up, Joel? What up, guys? What's going on? Dutra's on location. What's up, Dutra? What's up? All right, it looks like we all set to go here. We've got the connection perfect, and we're ready to talk about a bunch of things in this episode of the uh, Cosby Street Podcast. We got the Celtics that are on a four-game win streak, which they look to make it five tonight. They, they, went from a, they went from a 500 team a week ago if you remember our last episode, to being the fourth in the Eastern Conference. So, Celtics are rolling right now. We got Isaiah Thomas. He made the All-Star team last night. And, of course, as we make the turn to February, we will take a look at the NBA trading block, see who's available, see which players the Celtics may be interested in trading for, and which players they be they will be willing to give up. So, we'll get into that all in this episode right now. Mr. Dutra, how we doing, man? I haven't talked to you in a while. Yo, pretty good, man. Pretty good. So and for Isaiah Thomas making the all-star team, though, dude. Well-deserved, wasn't it? Yeah, man. I was worried for a second, dude, because looking at, looking at who he was up against, I mean, he beat out Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love for that last wild-card spot, which I was really worried about because I figured they would have given the Cavs at least two uh, two all-stars. But no, man, he sneaks in, gets that last spot. It's uh, great to see uh, Boston getting a little love, you know? Ever since Paul Pierce, Rajon Rondo was walking around, but... Yeah, it's great to see Thomas get back on that, uh, get back in that game. Yeah, I was a little worried myself, but I think in the last few weeks, you look at, you look at, uh, shows on ESPN and NBA shows on NBA TV, and the, seemed like the national consensus was aiming towards putting uh, Isaiah Thomas in that All-Star game. What do you think, Joel? Well, I mean, I think, like you just mentioned, you know, on the top of the show, what a difference seven days make. Celtics on a riding high on a four-game winning streak. They're climbing up the Eastern Conference. Of course, it helps that other teams are losing, like the Pacers, you know, like like Cleveland. Cleveland, they got, they got rid of their coach, so it's funny that they only have one All Star and they have the best record in the uh, in the in the in the Eastern Conference. So, uh, it's a good look. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm surprised. I'm glad he made it. I think he should have made it. It's it's good. We got another another Celtic heading to uh, the All Star game, first time in three years. Yeah, Joel, you sounded kind of concerned last week that he wasn't going to make it. You yeah, like I, I was. I was too confident about that. It's because yeah. it's because of the way they were playing. The Celtics weren't playing that well, you know. You know, losing at the end of games, and quite frankly, he he was kind of in the mix of that. So it's good. It's a good look for him. Yeah, the Celtics are definitely. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Dujo. Oh no, just go ahead, cut me off, man. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> look at here, look at here, brother. Go ahead. <laughs> well, Tyler, we're doing this remote, man. I, I just gotta get in my car and drive there next time. Yeah, plus it's been a while. Yeah, go ahead. I know. Dude. Yeah, anyways, but. What I was going to say, dude, is, like, if you look at the way Thomas was playing, and not only is he, like, is he the Celtics all-star, which is now, you know, apparent, but he was struggling on that four-game losing streak, you know, and then now he looks like he's playing much better basketball. So as much as we 
probably one, don't want to admit, like, this team revolves around one player. We're going to go where Isaiah Thomas takes us unless they add someone else. So, I mean, that's, that. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but, you know, this is his team, you know, and that, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, he is an all-star now, but what do you think? Like, is that going to be good enough for us to make a deep run this year? Well, I mean, I think that, that kind of dives into uh, the first point here, our first uh, topic here in terms of of the Celtics climbing up the Eastern Conference and – yeah, Isaiah's doing well, but I think I think it's it's a, a whole a whole different a bunch of things that are that are contributing to the Celtics winning. I think everybody little by little starting to realize what their role is on this team, whether you're playing a lot of minutes or whether you're, you know, sporadically in the lineup here and there. And I think that's what's working right now for Brad Stevens. Of course it always helps when you have someone like Isaiah who's, you know, been been consistent and especially in in this winning streak. But um, I think towards the trading deadline, as it creeps up in the next week or so, I think the Celtics need to make a move. I'm not saying I'm not saying like a, a huge move, like a blockbuster trade, but you know, a, a move that that would affect this team in a, in a in a big way. Should we should see that on the horizon? Jojo, what do you think has been the difference maker for the Celtics team? Why do you think they have on uh, been able to put together four wins in a row here? Well, I mean, just. As as a team, they're playing much better defense. That, with that four-game losing streak was frustrating because they would play good defense and good team basketball for one half, and then they lose it in the second half, or vice versa. They play good for the, you know, uh, they play like crap in the first half and then not have enough team to catch up in the second half. So you're seeing a well-rounded team play good defense because that's what they need to do, and. I mean, let's be honest, too. I mean, they had a good win against the Bulls, um, and the schedule's getting a little easier for them, too. I think you're going to see that. The next couple games, Orlando's going to be a challenge. we got the Cavs on the horizon. But, you know, you're, you're going to be messing around with all of these teams that are battling for the playoffs in the East. I mean, you can get a quick break from it. It's, it's definitely helping. But um, the key to this winning streak, this particular one, I think it's just, confidence on the defensive end and it doesn't hurt when Avery Bradley goes for 21 in the first half on uh, Wednesday night that was he was putting up quite a show too and that that gives Isaiah Thomas a little rest you know so finding offense in different places Kelly Olynyk's playing much better Jay Crowder's been very consistent I think the way the team is playing right now is its maximum potential so we'll see how if they can continue it on and maybe make this like a you know, eight-game winning streak instead of, you know, getting stuck on four because they haven't been able to get past that number yet this year. Well, yeah, the defense has certainly been the focal point, I think, throughout this entire four-game winning streak, and especially in the fourth quarter, like you talked about, in the second half, second-half defense. I think the Celtics have uh, kept it going into the fourth quarter and been able to shut the door on some of these teams. I mean, you look at Wednesday night against the Nuggets. Yeah, you look at the Nuggets and you say, yeah, they're just the Nuggets. They're not that, you know, great of a team. But if you look throughout that fourth quarter, they were creeping back, creeping back into the game, and were able to, you know, cut the lead them to about one, two points before the Celtics finally shut the door on them. Well, I mean, that's those that's been the key in those in the in, in these four games, that when the opposing team has cut their lead, a, a double digit lead into single digits, and, and and even like you said, you know, a two or three point lead. Celtics just don't just don't hang just don't give up and start chucking up three pointers as we've seen in other 
losing streaks throughout the season for them. They clamp down on defense, they move the ball around, and they get easy buckets or they get to the free throw line, which is what you need to do in, in, in tight situations. And, and it's been, they've, been, they've been showing that. Avery Bradley's been showing that. Kelly Olynyk, you know, surprise, surprise, Kelly Olynyk is playing – Playing phenomenal on the offensive side. Yes, yeah, send, send it to Toronto. Come on, we all want to see that three-point competition. I know, right? Rebounding the ball well, shooting the three-point ball well. Uh, you know, he still still needs to work a little bit on his defense, but he's getting there. He's, he's getting, getting there. there. Yeah, he's, he's improved. He's getting there. He's, he's, he's now, improved. Now, is Kelly Olenek do it, doing the three-point contest? Is that official? It's not official, it's but not he's, official. he's been very uh, spoken. He's spoken up about it. He's Yo, he's let it. He's no. let it be known he's, that he's he been wants welcome. to be in Toronto. That he's gonna embarrass himself, dude. He's gonna embarrass himself. Do not let him in the three point contest, man. Oh, come on, dude. No way. No. Come on, man. No. It's his hometown. Why not? It's his hometown, dude. Yeah. But... They don't go to Toronto every year, man. This is this isn't a you know every five year thing. That's, that's a rarity that they go up to Toronto, man. Why not let him do his thing in front of uh, the natives, in front of his his, his uh, hometown? Do it for the if six. He does, he's gonna do it for the if six. He does, if he does a three point contest, okay, Drake. He's going to He'll get be there. seven points. Seven total. That's all. That's Should your prediction? Out. Seven, yeah. Nah, I, I think he can get out the first round. My no, man, weren't, no you, weren't you an advocate of uh, Kelly Olenek earlier this season? Is it, is it just me or was that, was, you know, I, I was I shit on him early in the season. But, no, I, mean, I, I see where Duch is good coming from because he, he's more of a catch and shoot type of shooter, yeah. right? Yeah. He's not, he's not, he's not a set shooter. He's not a set shooter, shooter. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, what power forward ever goes into what seven footer has ever been in the three point contest? Man Maybe bun. Dirk. Dirk, Dirk. It's going to be man bun That's after it. Dirk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's going to tie up that bun. He's going to show everyone what's up, man. He's going to rep for uh, Boston and, and Toronto at the same time. No, if he's uh, saying, uh, no, uh, you know what he's going to do? If he goes to three point contest, he's going to shave his head. He's gonna... <laughs> Yo, could you imagine Kelly Olenek with a shaved head? Oh, my yes. God. He's, gonna he shave, like a... he's either going to have a shaved head or he's going to have a mohawk, one of the two. And then oh he just God, he just man. sweeps it. He just he just takes it all. He, he, he makes thirty. He, he doesn't perfect. He doesn't, he doesn't miss a single shot. All right, Dutra. Trading deadlines around the corner. It's trading season officially. We're a few days away from the month of February, so that's when all the speculation, all the talks about who's going where and which teams are going to grab this guy. Which players do you think, or maybe not players, but which, which position or type of players do you think the Celtics need to uh, grab before the deadline? So I'm not gonna say what you think I'm gonna say, man, because I really want, I, I really want. Yeah, to let's be realistic here, man. Let, on, let me just on. let me put it out there right now. You know what? Good call. All right. I don't want to hear Demarcus Cousins. I don't want to hear. I'm Kevin not gonna Love. do what everybody thinks I'm gonna do. No, he Sorry. he was. All right, <laughs> <laughs> man. I'm cool. And and finally, don't you dare say Blake Griffin. Okay, I'm I'm tired of him. Oh my god, Blake Griffin's yeah, not going yeah, anywhere. Yeah. And if he does this go is, somewhere, it's not gonna be Boston. If that's a big. I don't yeah, I, dude, this is the thing. If it's if and and Joel, I know you've been telling me this all year. If it's gonna happen with Demarcus Cousins, it's gonna happen in the off season. Yes. So I'll leave it till then. I, I will leave it till then because this is the problem. This is a huge problem. No one is out of contention except like five teams right now, and those five teams suck. And yeah. I don't want anyone on those teams. Uh, so, you're gonna hate my list then. But yeah, go ahead. Like I don't, I don't see them giving up assets for anyone on Brooklyn. Let's not even say that. All right, whatever. But if Western <laughs> Conference, somebody wants, like, who do you, who won on the Lakers? That's going to help us. Roy Hibbert. No, no. Absolutely not. Come what? on, man. You Roy give up, like the, you give up Kevin. Like a seven, Roy Hibbert is a stiff now. Have you watched him this year? Dude, I he would looks give like up. he's aged. I like, would give he looks up. like he's, he's a 50-year-old. 
a version of Roy Hibbert. Like, he has just aged. Like, Sean, hear me out. David Lee in a second rounder for, for Roy Hibbert. Come on. What do you, what do you have to lose? One, one okay, of the, the nine second the, rounders you have? But would the Lakers go for that, though? I mean, if they want to clear up space and, and how, how much, how much is Roy, how much is Roy, Roy Hibbert is getting paid? He's probably going to pay like 13, 14 million if, if Sway's bringing this up. Well, listen, I don't care what he's getting paid. <laughs> you're really, you're going to start Roy Hibbert. You're going to start him then. I mean, I mean, I, you know, you don't have right. to start him. Were you going to, would you start him? Yeah, you don't have to start him. I'm, not, I'm start not giving him. him the job, but he's another shot. He's another rim protector. No, you know what Roy Hibbert's going to do? Gonna he's slow gonna everything down. Di- he's gonna take up more room on the bench because he's taller than David Lee. That's all. Well, I mean, you get rid of David Lee's contract, and you know, and I, I believe right, Roy right. Hibbert is a is a free agent at the end of this season, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote right. me. Listen, don't quote me on that. I I don't know. I thought he signed this. I know it was a short term deal, but I don't remember. It was okay, he's got ago. 15 mil. He's a free agent. If he doesn't work out, you let him walk. All right, well, you can do gonna... the same thing with David Lee. Yeah, exactly. So what David do you have Lee? to lose? You'd rather have David Lee sit on your bench. I would, I would rather have David Lee uh, on the bench as an injury. Like, so let's say Sandra goes down and has to miss, like, 10 games. Uh, or let's say Amir Johnson has that, uh, you know, I think he's had a problem with his hip a couple times this year. If he has to go down, you can have a serviceable rebounder score. And when David Lee has gotten minutes, he hasn't looked awful. But he's not I mean, going to get those minutes, John. He's getting traded would- regardless. Right, right. I mean, right. Tyler, Tyler Zell is picking up more minutes lately. Look, I'm throwing out names that are potentially on the trading block, okay? I'm not right, saying, yeah, like, we have to get Hibber. Okay. All right. Let's All right. Uh, to, we'll, we'll, we'll stick in the front court, okay? Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, one of the biggest names that's out there that they're trying to deal is Ryan Anderson. Now, okay. not necessarily a rim protector, not necessarily a big-time rebounder, but he does give you boards, and he can stretch the floor from you and shoot from outside. He that's has what, that ability to do that. He averages 17 points a game this year. But that's what Kenny Olenek is doing, just not the 17 points a game. He essentially all you all you do is all you're doing is just kind of upgrading your, your a, a scorer well, at that same position and a well, better rebounder, be a better rebounder than Olenek. But Olenek has been it's be rebounding pretty good. If you're gonna if you're gonna whoever gets Ryan Anderson is gonna have to overpay for Ryan Anderson because he's probably the biggest name on the market right now, right? Probably. You can't have an, you can't have enough stretch fours, I don't think, because if you have good big men that can shoot the three in Brad Stevens' system, that's perfect. Right. That's, I, I, I always take him in a heartbeat. You look but, at the majority of the wins, it's when the Southerners are knocking down threes, correct? Right. And, and I mean, I just think the problem with Ryan Anderson is he's a good player, but is he really worth like a first round draft pick and a Kelly like Olynyk? That, that's like not the cost. You think, Olenek, you think that's you know? the cost for Ryan Anderson? Tim, Timothy Mozgov got two first-round picks last year. That's because Cleveland is stupid. Danny Ainge isn't that dumb. <laughs> right, but uh, what I'm saying I, is... I, like, I think it'll cost him Kelly Olenek and another player. Slim, people have to overpay for him. Hold on, but let me, let, me, let me ask this quick question. Is he, a, is he just for the rest of this season, or is he a long-term fix for you, Sway? For me, he's you try to re-him up in the summertime. Because so it's not guaranteed that he's going to re-up. So he's he's on uh, he's on his he's on his last year of his deal. That's what you're saying. He is. This, this is what I. This so you trade if you so you're trading you're trading Olenek and who else for Ryan Anderson? A rental of Ryan Anderson. Uh, a, a rental of Ryan Anderson and Ryan and, Anderson. and an injury prone guy. Yeah, Ryan Anderson is not Ryan Anderson and Roy Hibbert. They're not going to help you win the championship this year. Well, who's, who's no, no, no one's going to help us bring a championship who's this year unless that's help you unless unless you bring your boy DMC. Maybe that's, that's what I'm saying. The only move I'm making is if you get if you if you get a stud. Other than that, 
to stay. I, so, so you want to sit pat? So you want to stay pat, right? That's what you're saying. I, w- I mean, with, unless, unless, unless something comes up where you get a disgruntled star, or even, I don't even need a star, right? But just like a, uh, a top twenty-five to top thirty player in the NBA. Once it is on the market, then I say you make a move for him because now you pair up Isaiah Thomas Crowder and player X, like that's a that's a top thirty player in the league. We're right. looking at something. Like Zach Randolph. He wants to get traded, I do that in a heartbeat. Okay. All right. So let me let me let me give you two names that are, that just became available over the last like week or so. How about how about Jeff Teagues from the Atlanta Hawks? Or or Al Horford from the same squad? What do you Al think? Al Horford, one hundred percent. Jeff Teague. What, what, I, why do, well, I don't think we need Jeff T. No, I don't think we need Jeff T either. But yeah, I like the, I like the, 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 I like the idea of having Horford in Boston. But let, oh, let me. Horford, Horford in a second. I think Horford, um, speaking about All Stars a little earlier, that was a big snub that Horford missed out on the All Star game. And I think he, he should be a perennial All Star. He's the backbone of that Atlanta team. They're picking Paul Millsap over him. I, I don't know, but, um, I, I think that Horford would be, like I said, that would be a guy I would give up a Kelly Olynyk for. Um, you have to give up more than that, pick. right? You'd have to give up like a first round draft pick. They probably want Sullinger, Sullinger or Olynyk, and right. then probably one of the younger guys, R.J. Hunter, Terry Rozier. They have to be thrown in there, and then you're also going to be looking at maybe one, maybe two first round draft picks too. I don't know. Well, here's the big reason I'm bringing up these names and I'm bringing up you know the, the idea of Danny Ainge kind of having to make a deal besides the the obvious fact that the Celtics obviously have the assets to do it, but I'm looking at two guys and on the Celtics team, and I feel like he has to deal one of them, if not maybe even both, and that's Evan Turner and Jared Sullinger. You got Evan Turner's going to come off the books this upcoming summer. You're going to have to give him a a three three to four year deal. You have to, you're going to have to give him a raise because there's a team out there that want Evan Turner. So are you willing to let him walk? And then on the other hand, you have Jared Sullinger who has a qualifying offer for five million this summer. And you risk the the possibility of another team saying, "Oh, all right, five million. You know what? I'm going to give you, you know, this X amount of dollars." And then Danny is going to have to either match that or let him walk. Well, I think Sullinger is definitely part of the future with this team. I think that's clear. He's he's a young guy. He's proven himself. Ainge didn't give him that contract extension because, well, let's just say it wasn't his wasn't his finest year last year, right? So this year he's proved himself. The Celtics have the opportunity to match whatever other team offers him. So I think Sullinger is going to stick around. Now, Turner, if they can trade Turner right now, and you can package Turner for, I don't know, maybe maybe like a, if you trade him to a good team for a future first-round pick, I'd do that in a second. All right, how about, uh, how about this guy from the Bulls, Todd Gibson? How do you feel about him? He's another name that's out there. Um, this I know. Is- before Noah got traded, these are the two guys that they were kind of dangling in front of different teams, reportedly, of course. Uh, CBS Sports before, uh, Noah, before Noah got injured, released a report saying that they were trying to look for a, a, a guy who can who can play the wing, who can compliment Jimmy Butler. Uh, not to mention Evan Turner is from Chicago, hometown guy. Him and Jonas Repko, possibly. Yeah, just, but Evan Turner can't play the wing, bro. <laughs> Evan Turner can't play the wing, dude. He can't shoot. Evan Turner needs the ball in his hands to be effective. Well, that's why you get that's why you throw in Jarebko there. You get two wing guys, and then you have uh, Todd Gibson on the books for next year. So he's not going anywhere this summer. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad move. I mean that's a depth 
building move. I mean, we need probably. I mean, Taj Gibson would probably, you know, eat He's up flexible. all the minutes. He could play yeah, the four. He could play the three. Yeah. Okay, I don't mind Taj Gibson, but depending on what you have to give up for him. Like I said, I'm standing firm on trade for a stud or don't give up anything that could be used in the future. So you let Evan Turner I mean, walk. No, I would trade. I, you can trade Evan Turner because he's not part of the future, right? Okay. But if you're not getting a stud, that's the you know I'm not giving up Olenek. I'm not giving up Sellinger. I'm not giving up my draft picks unless it's a stud. That's all. Horford would qualify. Out of every name that you said, Horford would be the only one I'd give up. Some of the young guys. <laughs> all right, I got one more. Then I got uh, the Marcus Cousin. No, the the the, the scruntled, oh. uh the guy that Phoenix has been trying to get rid of for the longest, and I know you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, who? he was on my fantasy team like an asshole. <laughs> so he's been very frustrating for you because he's on the bench, and now he's playing, now he's on the bench, and now he's playing well, again I, because Phoenix I'm is trying to showcase dropped. him. You already dropped yeah. him? Yeah, he's out. He's out. He, he, he's Would you roll the dice on Marcus Moore, uh, Morris? Marquise? Marquise. Excuse me, Marquise Morris. Now... I that that is somebody that I would think about because you're gonna get him like a Josh Smith deal. Like, did you see what the Rockets traded for Josh Smith? Nothing. Nothing. Right. Right. Take, to, it's like a t- take him, take him off our hands type of deal. Right. The Suns are trying to showcase him because they know. I I read reports like two months ago when, or a month ago when it really hit the fan where he was throwing the towel at the coach and everything. Like they weren't even getting offers. For, like, uh, they were, like, trying to get two second-round picks for Marquise Morris at that time. That's how bad it was. And you know what? If you can get him for a future, let's, let's say, like, a 2018 first-round pick, hell yeah, I'd do it in a second, dude. He's on one of the cheapest deals in the league when he plays to his potential. And that then makes that Jared Sellinger, gives you a little more leeway with Jared Sellinger if Marquise performs. And Jared Sellinger is going to cost too much. I don't think that's a bad move. One thing to mention, though, it is a commitment, though, because Morris is is on a four year deal, so you're sort of stuck with him if you but make that deal. But it's a cheap deal, man. It's like an Avery Bradley deal. He signed that. It, this is this is why he was so disgruntled. He signed that deal and took a pay cut so they could sign Marcus, his brother. But then they decided to trade Marcus, and then Marquise came out over the summer and was like, "Yo, fuck the Suns, man." They, that, so like. Dude, he's disgruntled. He's a good player. He's not trying right now. You could probably get him for cheap. I'd do it in a second. Joel? I mean, I'm on the boat where, like, Danny shouldn't make a deal just to make a deal. Right. I wouldn't be upset if he stands pat at the trade deadline. I know people are going to be upset, like, oh, you know, why didn't he try to make this team better? But he's not going to just make a deal just to make a deal. Plus, a lot of teams, you know, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. A lot of teams don't want to be hoodwinked by Danny Ainge. Yeah, and I, I, you know. I, I tend to disagree with that because I think that's sort of a thing of the past now where let's be, it's been like I two mean, years. How so? Look at the last three major deals. Ray John Rondo, Isaiah Thomas. It, there's been plenty of hoodwinking going on well, that's <laughs> at the not hands of Danny. But it's just Danny's like not going to make a bad trade, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at, look at, look at the, the assets he got. Last year, that turned into Isaiah Thomas. Like no one saw, at, no one saw that coming. Look at Jeff Green too. He basically gave gave away Jeff Green for who knows what future first round pick. You know what I mean? It's not like all the deals aren't bad. 
But, I mean, actually, Memphis probably wish they didn't have Jeff Green right now because he sucks this year. I mean, but, he's been doing good the last week or so, but that's besides the point. Go ahead. Yeah. So, this is this is what it all comes down to. And we can talk about who we're going to trade for, what we're going to do, all we want. None of this means anything unless that Brooklyn pick turns into a number one or number two overall pick. That's all. Because then once you get that pick, no team is going to trade for that pick. You're not going to get a stud until the team has reassurance after the lottery that you're going to get a number one or number two pick. So that that's what every Celtics fan has to hope for, is that that pick doesn't doesn't fall through the cracks and get a, get like a like a fifth overall pick, man. This draft, you're not trading that for anybody gigantic, you know. All right, this is of course going to be a conversation that we'll have weeks in the next coming in the next upcoming weeks leading to the uh, February trade deadlines. So it's just one of many. And uh, I guess we have to sit sit down and and, and stay tuned, I guess, huh? Well, yeah. Not get too excited. We've got to stay seated. It's early. It's early. It's way too early. early. Many names are going to be thrown out there, and hopefully we'll be in on them. I I mean, one year ago, Isaiah Thomas deal, that happened hours before the deadline. So we got a long way to go. Look at all the players. Actually, happened like the last minute of the deadline. Last year's trade deadline was out of control. Do you remember that? Like, yeah, all in the, all in the same day as the, as the deadline. It all happened. I, all happened the same day. Like, like in one hour span, there was like Jackson, Thomas. Yeah, a lot, yep. of, a lot of guys are switching teams. All right, Joel, what did we miss, man? Let's wrap it up. Um, in case you missed it, um, you know, the All-Star Reserves were announced on Thursday. And No, you good, man? Not to cut you off, but you could come down a little cold there? Nah, nah, it's just... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's 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 been a little chilly out lately. Sounds you know. sound like you just aged a bit in your voice. <laughs> Jeez. Nah, you know, you know, Juju was talking yeah, for a really. Talking up, Joel. Let's go. I was wondering how you weren't co- like arguing with me all day. Was... No, nah, Juju was Duja, like, yeah, Duja, yeah, you know. was talking for a while, so I, I almost fell asleep for a little bit there. So that's why. No, I'm, oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I kid. I kid. No, for the uh, for the Eastern for the Eastern squad, the uh, reserves were announced. Uh, both West and East, but the East uh, came down to Chris Bosh, John Wall, uh, Jimmy Butler, the the DeMar DeRozan. I'm about to say DeMarcus, my bad. DeMar DeRozan, uh, Andrew Drummond, Paul Millsap, and of course, Isaiah Thomas. That's right. No Isaiah arguments Thomas. here, man. They got it right. I think they got it right nice this year. Dramatic boss. The only, the only, I, don't, I think the East definitely got it right. The East definitely got it right. All right. What do we think about the West, Joel? What we got? For the West, we have uh, Draymond Green. We have Clay Thompson. We have Chris Paul, Lamarcus, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, Anthony Davis, Harden, and Dutra's boy, Demarcus Cousin. He yeah. finally got it. He finally. I mean, this isn't the first time he got the All Star nod, but this is the second it, time. But. It's always been because someone else was injured, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and- last year was his first time as an All Star. So this is the second time. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but last year, yeah, he got someone got injured. I forget who it was. Yeah, last year he was an alternate, yeah. Yeah, he was an alternate, well, exactly. Okay. Dirk didn't make the all star team. No, Dirk did not make the all star team. He made it last year because happen? somebody got injured. So, so what? Who's he gonna who is he gonna uh, who would he make it over? Oh, I don't know. Kobe dumbass Bryant. I hate that. <laughs> But he got voted. Dirk, he Dirk. got voted in though by the fans, yeah, bro. That was the fans that didn't vote in Dirk. That's, that's a good. That's a good I point. Know. That's a good point. I, I just think that like Dirk, like he's he is aging gracefully. No, he is. Kobe that's Bryant true. is not aging gracefully. No, Dirk's been like, having a great season. Yeah, no, I, that, that's and, true. And the Mavericks, hello, uh, fifth in the West. Like 
who saw that coming this year? I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. That's all Dirk. I think he should be in the league. Yeah, I didn't that's think the biggest. I didn't think they would be in the nowhere near the top eight this season. So that's true, and that's all well, Dirk. But uh, if you look at the front court, though, I mean Anthony Davis, uh, Demarcus Cousins, who's going to make it over these? You know, no, it's stacked. It's stacked. I mean, I just. Well, that, it, that, it, that comes down to the voting and what can you do? It's like whatever. But Anthony Davis, though, is he's been in and out of the lineup, so you know who. I'm not wishing something bad to happen to him between now and the All Star game, but it's no it's no guarantee that he'll play. Mm. So you know that's, that's he, always, he's the first one to call. Yeah, Dirk Nowitzki be the first one to call, and of course, Mark Cuban tweeted out last night. Uh, he kept it real simple and real straight to the point. He just said, "I'm upset that Dirk Nowitzki is not in the All Star game." That's it. That's all he wanted <laughs> to say. That's all he said. <laughs> That's all you said. Fair enough. Very blunt. Yeah, yeah, very blunt. Straight to the point. Uh, in, in case you in case you missed it, um, Tyrone Liu, who's only been coaching for oh, less than a week, <laughs> has been selected to coach the <laughs> Eastern Conference All Star team. Um, sound off. <laughs> well deserved, man. Well deserved. <laughs> Guy's been working his ass off. You know. <laughs> look, look. Um, I know rules are rules, but in an exhibition game for the fans. In Toronto, I think the NBA had a chance to uh, to do something good here, something something great, and and naming Dwayne Casey of the Toronto Raptors, who right now they're the second seed in the in the uh, Eastern Conference to coach the All Star game for the yeah. East. And, and plus, that's who, a great idea, dude. And who would have who would have dropped the ball big time? Who would have uh, disagreed? With I know that? who would have said no. no. Who would have said like no, man? Give it to no, give, give it to Tyrone, man. man. <laughs> He's been Yo, working his ass the, off. Did you hear Tyrone lose like awesome idea? Oh yeah, to have to have black. Well, you know, me and David Blatt, we could coach it together. You know, yeah, real cool, man, real cool. Like David Blatt wants anything to do with you, dude. Blatt's like, yeah, sign me up, dude. Yeah, sign me up, y'all. I'll go, I'll go over there. You know, I'll see you guys there. Just make sure I don't talk to LeBron because you know it's his fault that I don't have a job. But once you just have LeBron coach it, I know, right? Seriously, dude, the Cavs are going down. The Cavs are going down, man. You, you mark my words, man. They're gonna, they're gonna. They're, they're a mess right now. Well, I think I think that's a huge reason why the coaches didn't vote for either Kevin Love or 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 Kyrie Irving. I mean, you got your coach fired, and you're the first right. place team in the league in hey, the in the Eastern right. Conference. Hey, I'm with you, Dutra. I mean, I'm not going to say it's a sure thing, but do not sleep on Toronto. I think Toronto, now, Toronto is going. They're you know, going for it this Rosen, year. Hello, where did he? Dude, he just he's one of the most dangerous players in the league. In the yeah, entire league mm-hmm. right now. He's dangerous. He's the, dangerous. The, my only question is that front court. I, it, it's good that they have Valanciunas back because he's been a huge. Uh, He's been a huge uh, addition for them since because he, he missed a lot of games, but he's come right back into the lineup. He's doing his thing for them, so I think that that's a team to look out for. Absolutely. And you know, Demar Carroll, Demar Carroll should be back soon too. And, yep. and, and that's can't a, forget about him. Yeah, that's a that's a deep yeah. that's a deep squad. They're doing this without Demar Carroll. That's right. That's a deep squad, and uh, they're doing their thing. So, you know, like like I said, they're in second place right now in the in the uh, in the East, and and with two All Stars already, you know, going to be from Toronto, that's going to be in that game. You know, the NBA really dropped the ball on that one. With you know selecting coaches, but I digress. And that's all it was for. In case you missed, that's all we got. All right, well done. I'm pumped. Right. I mean, of course, this is this is, shouldn't be a surprise for both of you. You guys know how I get about All Star Weekend. I love myself some All Star Weekend, so I can't wait. Yeah, man, I, I, it's it's great. Another Celtic, you know, in the All Star game, first time since 2013, and and I, I'm 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 excited. So, how about yeah, you, Dutra? I, We're gonna make Valentine's you excited, Ducha, if you're not if, if you're not if you're not excited. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. What did you say? Did you say it's Valentine's Day? Is that is that what you just said? I said it's on Valentine's Day, dude. So you guys are gonna take your ladies out to uh, 
the Pavone household and. Nah, they're gonna they're, they're, they're gonna be watching the All Star game with us. And uh, oh, yeah. and another another quick note too before I, before I forget, and, and I should have mentioned this in case you missed it, but uh, Marcus Smart has been selected to be a part of the uh, the Rising Challenge, the Rising Stars Challenge, uh, and part of the Team World. You know, they they switched it up in the last yeah, he's year on or team two. Team USA. Yeah, so it's uh, instead of like the first year players against the second year players, it's Team USA against Team World, and Marcus Smart got the nod there for uh, Team uh, Team USA. That's a good. That's a good look for him. He was shocked. I was kind of shocked too because I thought, like, you know, those they 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 don't they don't do the, the full twelve. Don't do the full twelve rosters like eight eight players. So that's a good look for him. I think. Yeah, he got snubbed last year, so good to see him get the sophomore nod. Definitely, definitely. Hey, again, don't forget to follow us on on Instagram and Twitter at Causeway Street. Also on Snapchat, check us out on Snapchat. We got good stuff going on on Snapchat every home game. You know, unfortunately, we don't have the funds to travel on the road with the team yet. But for now, we're going to be at <laughs> pretty much the rest of all, the rest of the home games between now and playoffs. So check us out on Snapchat. Um, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Causeway Street Blog. And Mr. Dutra, where can they find you at on the interwebs? At Sean Dutra. S-E-A-N-D-U-T-R-A. No spaces, no periods, nothing. At Sean Dutra. And Swayze? All right. Of course, I'm, all, I'm at uh, Joe underscore S-W-A-Y one zero. Actually thinking about changing my, my handle. So, guys, if you, got, if you yeah. have any ideas, tweet me some ideas. All right. Again, I'm at Joe underscore S-W-A-Y one zero. See, just saying it doesn't sound right. I'm going to switch it up, man. Dude, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, yeah mine rolled right off the tongue, dude. That's how you got to do it. Well, it's your name, so I guess, <laughs> I guess that works. And check, and obviously, you're listening to us on SoundCloud, but follow us, though. We need more followers so that you're always up to date with all our new episodes and then you can download our past episodes as well. Joe, why are you so demanding, dude? I mean, you know, for the, for the, for the loyal, <laughs> for the loyal fans out there, we appreciate the love. Yeah, that's true. No, gotta we, keep we it growing. That. All right, boys, until next week. We'll see what happens with the Celtics. We'll see if they can extend this winning streak. We'll see what happens tonight as the Celtics will look to lock up fourth place, possibly. What do you guys think? Yeah, they're fifth right now, so hopefully they're, they're only half a game up. out of the fourth. Uh, it's, this weekend's important, I think, because Orlando, they're tough. They're tough all in all, all, all positions. They're big. Know, they're big. They're, they're, and they're hungry for a win. Yeah, they've been struggling, man. They're hungry for a win. They've only won one in their last 10, I want to say, or 10 or 12. Yeah. They're, Something in that range. So yeah. they're, they're hungry for a win. And they always get themselves a good game. So yeah. that's going to be a good one. Home and home tonight and tomorrow, Saturday, Orlando. I hate those home and home games. Yeah, they're really stupid. They almost always, this is going to be split right? every time. Yeah. You play I the love twice. the home and home. <laughs> <laughs> you just say that to fuck with us, huh, dude? No, I think he really does. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys, we out of here. Until next week. All right, peace. Peace.